Welcome to the I Love Tattooing Podcast with your hosts, Jack and Clay. Two tattoo artists and shop owners with decades of experience working in street shops where walk-ins are always welcome. All right, so this episode we are going to discuss apprenticeships and what that used to be, what people think it is, and what it may become. So I think for the purpose of the discussion, we should define some of the things we're going to talk about, particularly an apprenticeship. So I think we should make it clear that when we are talking about an apprenticeship to, to learn how to tattoo, we are coming from the perspective of working in a walk-in street shop where there's typically a group of people working together and you know, every while somebody might have one main mentor or instructor, the 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 whole team is probably going to give input and feedback to somebody that's that's learning in that environment. And we are talking about a structured program with uh, experienced and and skilled, competent instructor that has clear expectations and a documented process, and not just some kind of um, cobbled together, like by the seat of the pants, uh, you know, free labor type um, exploitive training that so many people complain about apprenticeships with. Um, Now, Jack, I I know that you personally went through a a pretty formal apprenticeship and and had a, a, you know, contract or, or some kind of structure, you knew what the expectations were going to be. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience with that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I apprenticed in, in, in 1992 under a guy named Dave Abbey, who had um, at that point been tattooing almost 20 years. Um, so he was, you know, very traditional, very traditional tattooer. Um, and uh, yeah, we had very clear expectations of each other. Um, I paid $10,000 for my apprenticeship, which back then um, wasn't out of the, out of, out of normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not everybody did it, but it was typical to pay a substantial amount for your apprenticeship. I mean, you're getting a fucking career. It's it was still cheaper than college, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, so we had some things in writing, you know, because there was a lot of money being exchanged hands. I gave him $5,000 up front and then I would pay the other five grand off over the course of the apprenticeship, which was a year. And, um, you know, I had things broken down into, you know, when I was going to start doing making needles or, or, or learning about machines or pigments or whatever. Um, many of these things coincided with when he received a payment, but, um, you know, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's reasonable. I think. Yeah. 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 So there was expectations on me too. what, you know, that I was going to be there every single day for the hours that the shop was open. Plus not just as long as the shop was open, as long as Dave was there tattoo and I was going to be there. Right. And this was outside of a military base. So payday weekend, that that could mean four in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I was to be there an hour before we opened because that's when you cleaned and that's when you made needles. You made needles every day. Right. And for those of you that are like, what do you mean made needles? Um, 
pre-made needles did exist, but they were very expensive, like very expensive. And um, so you bought loose needles and you soldered them together and then in whatever grouping you wanted, liners, shaders, whatever, you soldered that onto a bar and then you sterilized it and that's what you used. You made your needles every day, or I did. Yeah. No, I, I think I've worked with people that would do that every day. I, I preferred to spend a whole day making needles and it would be, you know, four to six hours of, you know, just breathing, um, solder and flux smoke yeah. and burning my fingers and just misery. But I mean, yeah. we couldn't order that shit on Amazon. So we did we had yeah. to do. <laughs> well, later in, in, you know, a few years after my apprenticeship, I was working in a really, really, really busy shop and I didn't want to have to be there an hour early every day. So it would be if you had downtime or maybe when you got home that night, you would just make needles until you got a headache from the, yeah. from the flux yeah. and, you know, try and get ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. was back in the days when needles were three or four bucks each plus shipping, right? <laughs> yeah. Pre-mades. Uh, I went, um, I was in Pennsylvania and I was tattooing and I didn't bring enough stuff and I had to run to national to buy some things. And, and I, it was, I paid $15 and it was three needles for 15 bucks. They were wow. $5 a piece. Wow. Um, so yeah. And, and at, at this time, like, you know, the average minimum was like 45 bucks. Yeah. So you're getting 2250 off a tattoo. You can't afford to be paying 10 bucks for the needles to do it with, you know? Yeah. yeah. A thousand loose needles were 50 bucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool that you had a, um, a structured, you know, um, formal apprenticeship. I, uh, didn't have that. I, it wasn't even an opportunity for me. Um, back in the early nineties, when I started tattooing, I was in, uh, Tallahassee, Florida in North Florida and, there was no tattoo shops there. So I kind of just ordered some shit from Spalding and figured it out. And was tattooing illegal then? There? Yes. Yeah. In the city it was. Um, the closest tattoo shop for us was two and a half hours away in Panama City. We would, we would drive down to Dixieland Tattoos and get tattooed by the legendary Adam West. And actually, Tony Olivas was down there back then. I met Tony wow. back in the 80s. Um, so, I mean, I, I knew some tattooers and got tattooed in a professional shop. But because I lived two and a half hours away and had a wife and kids, it was not reasonable for me to move to Panama City and and be taught by, by those guys down there. So I just kind of did it on my own and sort of uh reverse engineered everything um fortunately i was clever enough to figure a lot of that stuff out i mean there, i bought the a to z tattooing book that spaulding put out that uh many of us have used for reference in the early days um <clears throat> so that that was kind of where i came from and it wasn't the best situation for me but it was I mean, I wanted to tattoo. I knew that I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to, to have that stuff around me, tattooing, tattooers, all that. So I just made it happen, man, you know, and that's kind of where I came from. Um, but 
after I was tattooing and kind of teaching myself about that stuff and tattooing the guys from the factory that I worked at and, you know, the local punk rock skinhead dudes around that would let me tattoo them. Um, I, I started a kind of apprenticeship in a trade. So I did go through an apprenticeship, just not for tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that ended up helping me tremendously because um, I, I, it helped me later on because I learned about what an apprenticeship is and how um, the process works for training somebody in a, a trade type thing. And that's kind of, I feel like what tattooing is. I mean, we're professionals and all that, but you know, you, you learn this by doing it. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and an apprenticeship in the, in the trade that I was in, it was a welding job that I had, I had to go through all these steps and there was, there was this, a clear hierarchy of the people and the experience that they had and all that stuff. So later on, I was able to apply that knowledge and, and kind of develop an apprenticeship program for, for the company um, yeah. that we work for. Um, but the, the trade apprenticeship structure exists and it, it's kind of across the board. Um, so welders, uh, HVAC men, electricians, they all have this, this, um, this process that they go through and it's broken down into segments and you, you start with the basic stuff and build on that. Once you master that, you move on and so on and so forth until you become a journeyman. And then, you know, you move up through the ranks of that to become a master. And, uh, that is really something that the tattoo industry, unfortunately lacks. I say that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the industry needs, to have the industry needs to have a structured and accepted process, but the fact that it's not there means that there's an opportunity for us to fill that void. And I say us as, as the industry together, right. like, this is not something that I can do by myself. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I think that uh, if we don't do it, that somebody else will. So, um, oh yeah, somebody from outside tattooing, yeah. and if that's already going, that's already happening. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. There are tattoo schools all over the country. There's more than you think. Yeah, that are yeah. out there. Well, there's there's all there's also tons and tons of people that um, you know are apprenticing people to tattoo that aren't qualified. So that's right. another issue. You know, I mean, I think everybody that has been in the industry for a while and and views it from the way that you and i do um they all agree that apprenticeship is a way to learn tattooing i don't yeah. think everybody agrees on the way the apprenticeship should work and that's the problem well yeah that that really is the problem and you know not being a, a good tattooer doesn't mean you're going to be a good teacher that's you for know? sure that's um for sure. and uh but, you know, you could be a mediocre tattooer and a, and a really good teacher. It just kind of depends. Absolutely. The two are not not re closely related. You know, if you have a good understanding of the things that we do and more importantly, why we do them um, and are able to um, demonstrate or articulate that to somebody yeah. and you're capable of giving 
criticism in a way where it's educational, yeah. not insulting, then yeah. you're probably going to be a pretty good instructor, teacher, mentor, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and there definitely needs to be more people like that. I, I know that there's this thing in the industry, there shouldn't be any more tattooers. There's too many tattooers. You shouldn't be teaching people. Well, you know, when I learned, everybody was saying there was too many tattooers in too many shops. And there's probably a hundred times, a thousand times as many oh, shops. easy, yeah. Now, as there was then, I mean, I work in Orlando, which is Orange County, Florida, and the county is who issues the licenses. And there's a thousand licensed tattoo artists in Orange County. And to get a license, you have to be working in a shop. Now, that doesn't mean all those people are working in a shop. I'm sure a good percentage of them have been fired now. But <laughs> yeah. at some point, you know, that's a lot of people. Um, yeah. That's a lot. That's That's a crazy amount. And um, not all of them should be teaching people, you know, no. probably not all of them should be tattooing, but yeah, that's not up to me to decide. That's up to the customer to decide, yeah. you know, um, there's not enough good tattooers. There's too many bad yeah. tattooers. If you want to say there's too many tattoos, it's the fucking bad ones. Yes, uh, I agree. But with that. Uh, education could kind of help with that, you know, for sure. Um, I, I think another thing that a structured apprenticeship, would really do is build the the ethics into it. If 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 yes, we, we have ethical people that are competent, experienced, and 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 capable that are passing those ethics along. That that could mm -hmm. solve the the problem that that we clearly see. Yeah, the the guy that taught me. Um, I mean, definitely had his share of faults, but at the same time, he also taught me some some pretty good tattoo ethics. Like, don't ever do somebody's first tattoo on their hand or their neck. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't tattoo. Uh, he, well, he wouldn't tattoo anybody or in under eighteen. Uh, okay. But if you're going to tattoo a minor, don't don't put it somewhere where it's going to keep them from getting a job. Sure. Um, and and you know, back then that meant it had to be covered by a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and, uh, don't, you know, it's probably a bad idea to tattoo drunk people cause they don't make the best decisions and some shit that's common sense that I don't see some, some other people in the industry do it, you know, yeah. no, but I that was important to him and he taught me about that, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. You know? Well, he, he probably learned some of those lessons the hard way. Yeah. Or the person that taught him learn those lessons the hard way, and yeah. he was able to pass that on to you. So that's yeah. you know, you're fortunate. Um, I I don't know. You know, I I didn't really um, think about ethics until I started to uh, work with other people that didn't have them. I kind of took it for yeah. granted. You know, um, <laughs> sometimes sometimes um, we have, we suffer from perception bias is what I call it, where mm -hmm. you assume that other people are operating the same way you are until yeah. you find out almost inevitably a, in a very painful way that that's not the case. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I, I think um, ethics is something that uh, is not being addressed in, in apprenticeships on a large enough scale 
to solve these problems at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think one of the reasons that things are the way they are now is because so many people are, are in the business, so many different kinds of people, right? Mm -hmm. So it used to be back in the 90s when you and I got into this, that tattooed people were common and similar in, in many, many ways. And when mm -hmm. you would see somebody who was tattooed, you instantly had a connection with them. And right. Well, part of, part of that is because there were so there were less of us, much, much right. less. It was a, it was much more unique and, mm -hmm. and uncommon. So, you know, you if you had visible tattoos, you had this instant bond with other people that also had that. Yeah. Um, and and the, the industry's changed since then. And that's, you know, I'm not commenting on the whether that's good or bad. It just is what it is, you know, and we, yeah. we have to deal with it. Um, there's some good changes and bad changes that have occurred. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, there's there's room to improve for sure. That, sure. Back in the in the 90s when I first started tattooing in, in, in a tattoo shop, that would have been 95-ish. Um, there was no regulations in Florida, like literally none. There was a law that said you can't tattoo unless you're under – I think it said the the general supervision of a physician. Yeah, and that was it. The, yeah. None of that shit was defined. Nobody understood what that meant, and that actually created a barrier to entry to people because there wasn't a clear path. Right? right. You, if you wanted to be a tattooer back then in Florida, and that's that's what I know about because that's where I tattooed. The only way you could do it was to figure that shit out and make mistakes and and go in there and and you know, challenge the um, health department or whoever to get the business license and all these things. But there was mm -hmm. none of it was clear. Right. So that that kept people out that weren't those kind of people. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of people who were motivated, who were problem solvers, who thought outside the box, who wouldn't take no for an answer and things like that. Um, right. Now, um, <laughs> now after going through COVID, you can see how many people just, just followed the instructions they were given and didn't question anything. We, yeah. we both saw that, you know, ac across the whole world, really. I mean, tattooers yeah. everywhere had all kinds of problems with that. And some of us didn't stand for it, you know? So, yeah. Well, a lot of us back then, I, I got tattooed because it was fucking cool. And yeah. it was cool because it was, uh, a subculture it was anti-social yes. and you know if you saw somebody you know that was heavily tattooed and you were heavily tattooed like you said like you had at least some on some level some kind of shared ideology with that person yeah it was you know like outside you were outside the norm of society you know and it's outlaw shit yeah fuck yeah and typically like you went to a tattoo shop, the type of people that were tattooing, I mean, sure, there was a lot of like art students and shit like that, but you know, they weren't the kind of art students that were like hanging outside of a gallery with an easel. They were like fucking punk guys and, and yeah. bikers and shit like that. They were fucking graffiti writers and people that broke the rules, right? Yes. And um, or 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 girls. I was fortunate enough to tattoo in a town that embraced subcultures 
and um, uh, was a really, really big town for art and music. So in the early 90s and stuff, there, there were women. And actually, at one time in our shop, we were very, very huge, busy street shop, okay? There was like, I don't fucking eight or nine stations in there, right? Wow. If you went there on the weekend, there would be two female tattooers, two female piercers, and then the piercers had a receptionist that was a female, and the tattoo artist had a receptionist that was female. Six girls working in that shop. And um, after there, it was years before I worked with women again, because not everywhere in America is like that. Yeah. And, and I hear a lot about how women were kept out of tattooing, and that in some instances probably happened, but a lot of people were kept out of tattooing. You know what I mean? For sure. um, but at the same time, it wasn't something that attracted a lot of people like it does now. You know, yeah. um, there weren't male nurses back then either, you know? Yeah. So are you telling me that men were kept out of nursing? You know, just like women are kept out of being bricklayers. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it happened. I'm not saying it didn't, yeah. but yeah. It wasn't like a uh, an industry. We didn't all meet together one night and go, let's keep the bitches out of this, you know? <laughs> At least they didn't invite me to that meeting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not aware of anything like that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't call them bitches. Um, well, back in the 90s, though, there, there were a lot fewer tattooers, a lot fewer tattoo shops. And uh, the that kind of small community resulted in a lot more cohesion because people had a lot more similar backgrounds, similar experiences and things like that. So there was less of this disconnect from ethics and from, um, yeah. you know, the kind of problems that I hear a lot of people complain about today. Um, but at the same time, if you look at tattooing from the nineties versus now 30 years, at least, of of change the tattoos that are happening now we would have shit our pants if we saw that back in the night. oh yeah the i mean the innovation yeah. you gotta be kidding me so yeah. there's been just absolutely tremendous improvements in yeah. tattooing that we've all yeah. benefited from and and i'm grateful for that yeah you know? one thing we really benefited from and you know, I, I hadn't really thought about it until just us talking about it now was the fact that we did have some kind of common interest. If you've met somebody else that was heavily tattooed or a tattooer, um, whereas the generation of my mentor, um, tattooing was so taboo. Those guys, a lot of them remained isolated. Yeah. My, my mentor didn't didn't associate with anybody from the industry. He had nothing to do with any other tattooer. Um, yeah. And and quite frankly, despised everybody. There was one, uh, there was one person that Dave had respect for, and that was an old timer named Leon Miller. Uh -huh. um, and there was a mutual respect because uh, Leon had tried to run Dave out of business and, and <laughs> Dave made it. Nice. Um, but I never heard him say anything good about anybody else. So, yeah. you know, what that meant was uh, Dave was still use an acetate stencils 70s yeah that's crazy that's crazy that he was so isolated like that and he was still doing things from 20 years before that time um oh yeah 
that I can't even imagine that. I and mean, that's clearly before the internet and things like that. Um, Cause that really Obviously. changed things a lot too. Yeah. Um, just the, the big change back then was not as big as the internet, but was tattoo magazines. Yeah. Um, because then anybody could go to a bookstore and see these magazines and look at these tattoos. And that's how you saw what other guys were doing. Like, yeah. and there were some guys, Marcus Pacheo and, yeah. uh, like Eddie Deutsch and stuff like that. Those guys like were doing shit that just blew me away. You know, yeah. Paul Booth was huge. Then you couldn't pick yeah. up a magazine without his stuff. That was a big deal. That's that was the beginning of networking. Yes. In tattooing for sure. Besides like writing letters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I remember reading a lot of those articles in those magazines and you know, that was the first, time I was exposed to a lot of those guys and mm -hmm. hearing the stories and the tales that they had to tell through whoever was writing those articles. So that was yeah. very, very influential for me. And I thought it was, you know, amazing. Um, I think after magazines, once the internet was a thing, and this is before, you know, Instagram and Facebook and MySpace even, or whatever was even before that, I don't even know, but there was yeah. like bull bulletin boards and forums that was like the Reed mm -hmm. street forum and stuff like that. And that oh, was, yeah, really, I remember that that was really the first time tattooers could network in real time. Right. Like you could, you could get on your computer and, and like chat with somebody in another state or another country and talk to them about what you were doing and how things worked and what tricks and tips you had. And they would share that shit with you. Yeah. And man, they guarded that shit like crazy. Like you could be a tattooer. Right. And they still wouldn't let you in there. Yeah. Like they were super, super protective of all that information. And man, what a change that is. Well, yeah, because there was today. a lot of good information there. Yeah, there was yeah. for sure. But they were not like yeah. friendly about it. You know, you really had to know somebody yeah. to get in there. Yeah, I, um, I, I had some expectations with tattooing because my dad has tattoos. My dad's yeah. good friend, um, who is now my father-in-law, um, he was a tattooer in in Denver back then in the in the '80s, and um, and I it was just the coolest thing in the world. So I wanted to do tattoos because I actually met a real life tattooer, and he was fucking cool. So you know, what he I mean? still is cool, um, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, but um, uh, uh. Uh, Susie Gann that I work with, who she was a woman that tattooed, started in the in the mid '90s. Um, well, she still is a woman, um, but uh, she tattoos with me. And um, I heard her telling one of the one of the other people, she was like, when she was a little kid, nobody said, "I'm going to grow up and be a tattooer," unless you were like Jack. So unless you knew something, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't your your life goal. And yeah. for me, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But I never thought that goal was attainable because he yeah. had made it very clear he wouldn't teach me. So yeah. I I I joined the army to pay for art school to go, and I was going to go into fucking advertising, um, and found tattooing. You know, I yeah. went to tattoo shops. Was like, I'm going to learn this. And my mentor had to teach me or ban me from the fucking shop because 
I just I ingratiated myself. I made myself useful. I was doing drawings for him. I was getting his lunch, just whatever, you know. And yeah, I, I would ask him, and he'd tell me no, and I just wouldn't go away, and I would stick <laughs> with it. And finally, you know, I was in, and I don't I don't see that kind of thing from young people now. They call, hey, do you guys need an apprentice? And I'm always no, and then that's it. I never hear from him again. Yeah, because they called one of the. 30 other shops in your zip code. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. The barrier to entry into tattooing yeah. is non-existent anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gatekeeping is what it's called now, but now it's a bad thing. Keeping people that don't belong well, out. I, I don't even think it's gatekeeping. I think it Either. was just, it, it was like, you know, we, we, we didn't want, just anybody coming in there, you know, the right people had to prove themselves to, to get in. Um, so let's see where are we at here. Uh, we've talked about the bulletin boards from the nineties. Um, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, that was a big, huge thing, man. And that, that really um, pushed, pushed tattooing as far as like advancing in the, um, you know, skill and, and, technique of tattooing at that time it, it, and it, it was the first real push that i saw mm -hmm. um, uh then then uh tattoo gun magazine and tattoo artist magazine came out wasn't it wait wasn't it called machine gun oh that's right yeah machine gun yep yeah. Yeah. yeah and they had articles about like how machines worked and Yes. Um, how, how like the technical aspects of like how the needle puts pigment in the skin and all that stuff, it, a lot of really good information in there. And there was a lot of bullshit too. Like people just filler, just nonsense, whatever. Um, but you know, that was some good stuff and that, that, that I think um, helped a lot of people improve pretty yeah. quickly. The nineties the also something that really helped was there were some really good informative books out there. Yeah. Like way better than tattooing A to Z. And there's a lot of good information. Oh, in that. there is for sure. People love to hate on it, but I mean, that's part of our past. We came from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but uh, like uh, Guy Etchison. Yeah. Reinventing the tattoo. Reinventing the tattoo. Yeah. Um, the Godoy brothers, uh, yeah. tattoo machines and their secrets. Yeah. That was the first tattoo machine book I ever saw. Yeah. Um, but tattoo conventions really kind of picked up. There became more tattoo conventions instead of there being one in this country a year. There was like there was a few. Yeah. And those conventions, you had these artists that were just blowing the doors off of fucking tattoo. And these people that were incredibly artists yeah. doing seminars, you know, yeah. talking about different techniques or like and I would go to everything. I went to pigment mixing seminars, anything like drawing or Whatever, anything yeah. that as long as it wasn't about doing fucking portraits, because I ain't into that. Yeah. Um, I, God bless the people that can do it, but that ain't for me. Um, and that was a that was a big deal, you know. Yeah. Plus, you got to network with other tattooers, and and you'd tell somebody some crazy story, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, that happened." And you're like, "Fuck, I'm not the only one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of shared experience, and like. When you, yeah. when you talk to somebody that you just met and you have the same experience, then you become yes. instant friends, you know? That's pretty yeah, cool. I, dude, I would meet tattooers at a convention. I met this dude from uh, Switzerland, mm. uh, uh, Doc, Doc Blues, 
dude was super cool. And like even there, like total like same experiences. Yeah. So he was dealing with the same shit, you know. Well, I mean, that that was the era when tattooers were the same kind of people, more yeah. or less. And people that got tattooed were the same kind of people, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not like today where, you know, it's on TV and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just everywhere. I mean, every every ad you see everywhere has got people yeah. with tattoos. And, like, I think it's great, but yeah. it's not the same as it was back then, man. Not yeah. at all. No, no, no. Yeah, you would have never seen tattooed people in an ad unless it was like a fucking Crime Stoppers. Commercial. Right, yeah, wanted poster. <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I I think, um, you know, there was those forums and and magazines and books and things. And uh, that kind of has led us to where we are today, where you can get a a one minute lesson on tattooing on Instagram or you can watch a 15 minute video on any technique you want, any machine, Mm -hmm. any needle configuration, anything like that. You can just all, all that information is just right there for free on on every different platform, whatever you want. It's all there for the taking now. Yep. YouTube university. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, you, you know, you can learn shit from that for sure. Yeah. But you can't learn how to be a tattooer from that. You can learn some techniques. You can learn some tricks and some Mm -hmm. tips and things like that, but you can only learn to be a tattooer from a tattooer and doing tattoos. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's doing it under the supervision of somebody that knows what they're doing. Hundreds of thousands of people probably were bored during COVID and Mm -hmm. bought a cheap kit off of Amazon and started tattooing their friends. And you know, that, that probably worked out for a couple of people for sure. But for the majority, probably not, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is you don't, you don't you don't even know what you don't know. So oh, yeah. I've seen some shit on YouTube. I saw a guy like was gonna teach people how to build the machines and he wouldn't even call them the parts by the right fucking names. You know? I mean there's nobody to correct him, man. Sure, <laughs> you know, and comments for some reason were turned off. <laughs> okay, okay, I wonder why. <laughs> but that shit's out there. There's a lot of people because they think it's funny purposely putting the wrong information out. You know, That's nothing new. That's nothing new. Come on, and, you've you've yes. probably experienced that or been a part of that yeah. yourself. You know, telling yep. telling some punk kid that wants to tattoo and. You know, you tell them to go get the pigment at Sears or whatever. Yes, we and that's something that we really literally did. And it wasn't just like something I learned from somebody I worked with. Like I've heard other tattoos or oh, tattooers yeah. say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 uh, I've heard different departments of Sears, though. We used to tell them to go to the back by where they do layaway at the customer <laughs> service area. And at first they're going to tell you no because they don't want to sell to just anybody but but be persistent. Show and them that's how they know you're real. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, so I guess we've gone from <laughs> learning from firsthand to uh, uh, magazines, tattoo conventions, books, uh, online forums, then now video lessons, and now we have reached the epic and era of the dreaded tattoo school and man, these fucking things are everywhere. Yeah. And I, I want to <laughs> say something real quick. Um, forums, books, uh, seminars or conventions, 
as far as I know, nobody ever thought that that was a substitute for an apprenticeship. No. We just thought that that was some extra knowledge, some a little bit more of the fucking magic is yeah. what we were getting from that. Yeah. But now people see YouTube as a substitute for an apprenticeship. Yeah. So in, in every other profession that, that um, has that kind of, stuff they call it ongoing education right right there's, yeah there's new information that comes out and people want to know about it yeah um, whether it's whether you're medical or or maybe you're a barber or a hair salon person whatever like there's new shit coming out new techniques whatever and you want to mm. learn about that shit yeah and that's that's not an ex a substitute substitution just like you said for mm -hmm. for you know an apprenticeship and learning things the, the right way so that i mean it's a shame that people don't understand that yeah, and, and you know they get taken advantage of. It's th this is another, this is another problem that we have, right? That that all this shit's happening. Well, it's kind of our fault, man, because we didn't offer a substitute for that. We didn't say this is the right way to do it. This is how you do this, right? So people yeah. are just like, what do I do? I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go get a YouTube video or or go to a seminar or or buy a book or whatever, and then I'll just know how to tattoo, like. They weren't told like, this is how you, this is how you do it. This is the way mm -hmm. you do it. That's why they're going to schools. Cause they don't know any better. They want to learn how to tattoo. And that's the easiest, um, most accessible way for them to get into the business in their mind. Right. Right. And, so, and for some of them, that's the only way to get into the business because just because, you know, your mom put your drawings on the refrigerator and somebody said you were a good yeah. drawer does not mean you are a good drawer. Okay. Well, okay. So let's say this. You are a good drawer. That doesn't mean you're going to be a good tattooer. No, it does not. There's no does connection not. there. <laughs> I mean, no, no, there is. There is. I'll, yeah. I'll take that back. Being a good artist will definitely make you a yeah. better tattooer, but it's not a guarantee that you will be successful in tattooing. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Yeah. I, I've known plenty of artists that did not draw well, but could trace really well mm. and um, could combine elements from other drawings into a solid tattoo. Yeah. Um, they were definitely limited by their lack of artistic ability, sure. but it didn't slow them down from doing they as long as they stayed in their lane. Yeah. Very successful tattooers. How know? many people have you seen that were phenomenal artists in, in one medium or another that couldn't couldn't make it in tattooing? No. I mean, it's more than art, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just well, being a good artist doesn't yeah. mean you can be a good tattooer. And there are very few art styles that require you to be able to, in one pass, put your pencil down and make a nice, long, clean line without yeah. going back in. Yeah. That's something kind of unique. Maybe it, doing pen and ink illustration, yeah. you know, but that's something that's unique to tattoos. Yeah. And um, not really any other medium, like translates like if if you know how to do acrylics you know it's not going to take you real long to figure out oil paints right not that they're the same thing but you know what i mean like yeah a lot of the there's same a, there's, a, there's a, a overlap there right but being able to be great at oil paint isn't going to do anything for tattooing you'll understand you know composition and color and, and sure. some basic art things like that but it's not going to make you a good tattooer you know it won't. But that's a fucking problem with these tattoo schools. It doesn't matter your artistic ability. They're taking any single person that can come up with the money to get in. They yeah. don't care. Nobody is turned away. And, you know, like Again, I said, you don't need ethics. any more bad tattooers. Yeah, right. Ethics. It's a, it's a, it's, 
it's just a fucking cash machine for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how people from outside the industry see tattooing. We're here because we fucking love it. Yeah. You know, but people from outside the industry, it's like, there's a lot of money in tattooing. Look at these fucking supply companies, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, tattooing is a multi-billion dollar a year industry yes. in all, all aspects of it. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time till somebody realizes that mm -hmm. they can get a piece of that and they're going to get in there and do it. I mean, it's already happening, right? Yeah. You know, the fact that tattooing is such a big business has um, really allowed for tremendous amount of innovation, especially in like, Power supplies. Yeah, we now have battery operated, rechargeable battery operated tattoo machines. The the advancements in tattoo machines and and cartridges and and all of that stuff. That's because there's money to be made here, and because you know a lot of tattooers are fucking innovative. You know, you had to be to get into this years ago. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I both know that that was yeah. a barrier to entry was no clear path. Yeah, you know, you had to be persistent. You had to figure it out on your own. You know those yeah. things. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on here. Um, I think another problem that we have with the apprenticeships in tattooing is what does it take to teach somebody tattooing? What does it take to teach somebody anything? Right. I right. Mean, being an educator is a specialized skill. Just like being a tattooer is a specialized skill. Just like being mm -hmm. an artist is a specialized skill. Right. So those things don't necessarily connect to each other. Now, the best tattoo instructor is probably going to be a well-rounded, like well-experienced, competent tattooer who right. can also draw. Like it, yeah. it's going to work in that direction, but being able to draw is not going to make you a good tattooer and being a good tattooer is not going to make you a good mentor or instructor right. for right. tattooing. So I, I think that's something that people don't realize. There's yeah. tons and tons and tons of people out there who are teaching people to tattoo that don't know how to tattoo, that don't have the skills to teach somebody how to tattoo. That mm -hmm. I mean, it, they're just doing it because they want an apprentice or they want to have an employee or somebody to get coffee for them or whatever. And they want a sycophant. That's yes, what they want. You're right. Somebody to feed their ego. Somebody to give them likes on, on social media. Right. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, I think qualifications that somebody needs to have to, to teach somebody how to tattoo. They need to have experience. They need to have the right personality. They need to have mm -hmm. patience. They need to be able to critique things in a constructive way. Like you said before, they need to have good communication skills. I mean, there's so many different things that it takes to teach somebody how to tattoo. Yeah. Otherwise you just got some idiot that's cleaning your floor and answering the phone for you. Like that's not an apprentice dude. That's a yeah. shop helper. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another really important thing is, is uh, to be able to have some self-control and not lose your shit. Cause at some point your apprentice is going to want to make you squeeze the life out of them, <laughs> but you can't do that. Yeah. That's not real helpful. Yeah, Self-discipline is definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, there, I saw one of the guys at the shop one time take an apprentice outside and just fucking scream at him. And I was like, 
this is not the fucking way to do it. And um, the apprentice came back inside and sat down and went back to, he was tattooing a fucking grapefruit or something. Uh-huh. You know I mean, and, um, and all the mistakes he was making, he wasn't making anymore. And I was like, dude, you probably shouldn't like yell at people. He's like, it worked. He's like, that's the only way I could get through to this motherfucker. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think that there are some people that respond to that, right? Yeah. Um, Because if you're nice about it, you can laugh it off. Oh, that's funny. You know, but. But there's some people that you need to talk to that way. And you, you, of course, those are communication skills that, that, you know, need to be, um, people need to be aware of. Yeah. And uh, being able to understand which one is your apprentice? Is your apprentice um, somebody that needs to be coddled a little bit and talked nicely to? Right. Or is it somebody that you got to fucking threaten with murder? Tender or tough, which is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a skill that are not a lot of people possess. Yeah. You know, there's no one with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. But, you know, um, we had talked about this before and, and, and I don't think that bullying, uh, we've all heard horror stories about people yeah. being abused and bullied. And, and I mean, like I saw an apprentice get lit up with an airsoft gun, um, shit like that. That's, I, I know a girl that was a piercing apprentice. They locked her in a fucking closet for however long and then they told her that if she didn't leave the shop crying every day that they it wasn't a good apprenticeship like that's not a a shop you worked at um no she apprenticed somewhere else and then came to work for us but i would have never stood for that even if i wasn't if the the shop owner or whatever but um we've all heard those stories and that's awful that's not going to be real conducive to learning no no that's just abuse you know that's just people with low self-esteem that have to you know, pick on somebody to make themselves feel better. Now, I think that there's there's almost inevitably going to be a certain amount of hazing when when a new person comes into a group, right? Yeah. I mean, whether it's an apprentice or, a, you know, new artist or whatever, um, people kind of want to know how people react to things, what their sensibilities are, what their limits are. Mm-hmm. So people tease and joke and do things like that. Yeah. And, and it's just sort of like a getting to know you thing, I think. Right. Yeah, um, I, I've experienced it in, mm-hmm. in various jobs and things like that. You know, and mm-hmm. if you if you tolerate a bunch of crap and abuse, and people are going to continue to do that, but if you stick mm-hmm. up for yourself and say, "Hey, stop," sort of like the stories that people go into prison. You know, go into prison and get in a fight with the biggest dude you can find, and then everybody's like, "I'm not messing with that guy. He ain't scared to fight him." You, you know, it's that that kind of thing. You know, you got to stick up for yourself. Yeah. However, during your apprenticeship, don't try and fight anybody. No, 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 no. That works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One guy I know um, during his apprenticeship early on, um, they were like, all right, you're going to the bar with us. So all the tattoo guys took the apprentice to the bar. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, they, they, they made the apprentice get up who cannot sing. They made him get up on stage and sing karaoke. Yeah. So (laughs) As, as uncomfortable as that probably was for that guy, it probably helped him in the long run. And I've Came done out of his shell. What's that? Came out of his shell. Exactly. Because yeah. part of tattooing is putting on a show for people. Now, yeah. you're maybe not going to be a vocalist. You're not, you know, um, Frank Sinatra or something like that. But, you know, you need to 
engage with people and talk to yeah. people and make them feel comfortable and, and excited about what's happening and make them know that you are the right person to provide the tattoo for them. And that's all like sales and acting and shit like that. Like that yeah. is an important thing that people, yeah. people need to learn how to do. And that's something that I always teach people when I'm teaching them to tattoo is like engage with people. Yeah. You see somebody come in and some lady's got some like crazy fingernails, like compliment her fingernails, get her talking mm -hmm. about that, get engaged with her and, and, and all that. And, and, you know, you just have this conversation and that leads on to doing a tattoo, you know? Yeah. If you go to any walk-in shop, the guys that are, or gals, when I say yeah. guys, I mean, people in general. Yeah. A team. But, <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the people at that shop, that make the most money are the ones that are outgoing and yeah. hustle. They're yeah. greeting the customers and yeah. they, they act like they're happy to see the customer. You should be happy to see the customer because it might give you some money. Yeah. Um, and those are the people, the introverts that just sit in the back, you know, kind of mope around. They're probably not seeing as much income as, as the guys that are outgoing, you know? Yeah. Um, and when, when we've talked about, you know, this before the, the bullying, the, um, you brought up a really good point that a lot of people will will perceive being held accountable as yes. being. Yeah. Well, I, I think that accountability is a, a, a big problem. Um, number one, uh, people, like you said, don't understand when they're being held accountable that that's that's not a punishment. That's an right. opportunity for you to improve yourself and, and, and grow. Right. And then there's a big problem with the lack of accountability for people that are taken on apprentices that don't need to be, that aren't qualified and things like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's sort of a two way thing. Like I think the apprentice needs to hold their, their instructor, their mentor accountable to, to provide them with the correct training and, and transparency in the process and all these things. Um, and if that makes the person uncomfortable, maybe they're not the right person to be teaching somebody to tattoo, you know? Yeah, you're you're not doing your apprentice any favors by not holding them accountable. Yeah. You know, you're actually, yeah, you're not helping them at all. No. And, and you know, we don't want to be abusive, but if somebody mistakes being held accountable for abuse, they got bigger problems, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's 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 a, a, a different issue that you can't probably solve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's there's probably been any number of people that you've talked to that have gone through some kind of an apprenticeship that was a disaster mm -hmm. that that was just a nightmare they didn't yeah. learn anything they were abused all these things taken and advantage of exactly exploited yeah. whatever free labor um or 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 um uh, unwanted sexual advances, things like that. I mean, I've, I've heard all kinds of fucked up stories like that. Yep. And those things never get mentioned when people complain about schools, right? Like the schools, yeah, they're not doing things the way that it should be done because mm -hmm. you can't teach somebody to tattoo in like six weeks and all this. Mm -hmm. But how many problems are there with the apprenticeships that are out there? Yeah, probably yeah. as many or more than these schools. Mm -hmm. This is not just a problem with um, schools that are are ripping people off. I mean, that's certainly a problem. Yeah. But we need to take a look at the apprenticeships out there that 
aren't teaching anybody that are abusing people and taking advantage of, of people because they're just as bad, if not worse than the schools, because these people are posing as credible people from our industry. And right. you know, this, this idea that um, only people from the tattoo industry can, can be acceptable in providing goods and services to the tattoo industry Mm -hmm. I don't really buy that because there's a lot of shitty people in the industry that are taking advantage of people. And I, I, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. There's plenty of people that aren't tattooers that, that make products for tattooing that, that are good products, you know? Yeah. So, I, I think there's exceptions. I've taught several people that have tried to do an apprenticeship somewhere else and not be taught shit or whatever and um, get abused, get taken advantage of, charged $1,000 for a tattoo kit that was $25 on Amazon. Um, and it's, it's usually a, a, a person that just wants a slave and a sycophant. And, um, you know, they have a real bad taste in their mouth. And fortunately, they're still trying to be tattooers. And, you know, they come to me and, um, or someone else that can teach them and, and put them on the right path, you know? I mean, yeah. So tats, I, I think maybe a hybrid model, uh, like, like in the building trades, cause you'd mentioned building trades earlier yeah, where, yeah. where you can learn the technical aspect of it in a classroom setting, but then you have to learn the rest on the job. Yeah. Well, working so, with a mentor. Yeah. I, well, I think with technology, that's, that's inevitable at this point. I don't mm -hmm. think that the traditional kind of apprenticeship that you went through that was completely mentored yeah. in person and live is, is it, it's not even practical now. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the use of technology to train people mm -hmm. on things that is possible is the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but you cannot teach somebody to tattoo through videos or a, a school setting that is a six week thing. I think some, some, some kind of hybrid, like you said, with, with a, a school classroom type, I don't know, video technology portion combined with working in a tattoo shop with somebody that knows what they're doing. If, yeah. you, if you look at how a doctor learns, they go to medical school after they get their bachelor's degree for two to four years, depending on the kind of special specialization that they do. Mm -hmm. And then they do an internship mm -hmm. for one to two years. Mm -hmm. That's an apprenticeship, dude. Yeah. Doctors do an apprenticeship. Yeah. After they go to college. Yeah. Which is way more brutal than anything any tattoo oh, yeah. will ever go through. Yeah. These, these guys walk around with a journal. And everything they see, they're writing down, taking notes, talking to other doctors that are there, talking to nurses, people that have seen this, these crazy illnesses or injuries or whatever it is that they're doing for, mm -hmm. for you know, decades and, and learning about all this stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's heavy. But the point is they do an apprenticeship, even with yeah. the school. So, you know, we, we kind of said earlier that if if the tattoo industry doesn't do it, somebody else will, and that's already starting to happen. Yeah. But um, you know, Oregon requires people to go to a tattoo school. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine that works there, he calls them state-sponsored scratchers, yeah, and that's because, like, the, they we all knew they all knew that law was coming, you know, and nobody nobody did anything. 
Oh, they probably did. They probably, well, they probably tried. It. Yeah, they probably told everybody, you better not do anything. <laughs> and so now they have these other companies that are that are teaching tattooers, yeah. you know, and other states will look at that and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this model's working. Plus, look at all this revenue we get off of whatever licensing fees and bullshit yes. we're charging right. the schools. Well, you know? I don't even think the government looks at it as revenue. I think they look at it as, hey, we can expand our division if we add this sector to it. We can right. hire more people. We can increase our budget. We can have more control over this stuff. So they, they the government, just like anything else, is is a self-serving entity that wants to grow and expand. And that's what yeah. they're do. that's their goal. And if they can do that by um, regulating the tattoo industry, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they are, they're doing it, obviously, in some places. Yeah. Um, I, I know that here in Florida, uh, 2012, they had the tattoo artist licensing program that um, we were we were suddenly subject to after however long we worked here with with no regulation. And uh, it was a. You know, if you remember that, that was a heavy thing. We we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? Who the fuck yeah. are going to teach this stuff? You know, like yeah. they're going to bring in some people and tell us you got to do this. <laughs> so being the problem solvers that we are, we decided to take it upon ourselves to become instructors for that. So that yeah. we could control the information that we were giving to our, our people and our staff. And we could also understand what it was that the, that the, that the government wanted yeah. from, from, from us as artists and, and tattoo shop owners. And so, yeah. you know, we, we got involved with that and I, I'm, I'm glad that we did because it was a, a, a great learning experience. We built a really solid relationship with the health department on the, yeah. on the state and local level. And um, I want to clarify something when, when, when you said we got involved with that, we created the class. Yes. We didn't just get involved. We, created the actual class yes, like we, we did we did all the research you you know wrote it out made the class yeah we 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 created the um educational course for bloodborne pathogen in in uh, the state of florida for tattoo certification we we created the curriculum submitted it to a doctor it was returned back to us probably four or five times for updates and things like that. And I personally had a um, friend who was in the medical industry that I had examined. I'm sure you shared it with people that you thought would give you good feedback. I mean, mm -hmm. this was a process that took us probably over a year to, to create and, and do, and mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we made it from scratch. Like yeah. nobody gave us anything. We were just like, what do we do? I don't know. We'll just create it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a, um, a, a, I think a cool thing that we, we got to, go through together and yeah now it's certainly been beneficial for us to really understand what the government wants and um be be able to you know uh, um you know teach teach people about safe tattooing and stuff like that yeah yeah um and you know other tattooers could do the same thing for apprenticeships I, i'm certainly not saying that i want schools and i love schools but but maybe if we had something that more of us could agree on is a, a, and I don't want to tell anybody how to teach or how to train their people, no. but there are some, 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 some universal things in tattooing. Yeah. You know, that, that not everybody is learning some things that are overlooked or, or whatever. And, um, you know, we could, we could come up with that and kind of, and, and self-regulate 
like yeah, yeah. other industries do. Like you told me that uh, scuba diving isn't is how that's yeah. regulated. Yeah. So um, not regulated. Well, it is regulated, but not by the government. So um, scuba diving is infinitely more dangerous than tattooing. More people die scuba diving than getting tattoos. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's it's a dangerous activity. There is no government license for, for scuba diving. Now, I hope the government doesn't see this and decide they need to get involved <laughs> because there's, there's a few organizations out there that provide training and certification for scuba diving. And they are private, non-government companies that do this. And you go through a class, you get certified, you do a dive, you, you're with an instructor, you go through this stuff, and then you get your card, and now you can go dive, and you keep a logbook of how many dives you've done and all this, so you can move up to the next level of diver. Um, they have, like, open water is the basic, and then it goes up to, like, technical um, night diving, underwater navigation. There's all different things you can do with, with uh, scuba certification, but the government has no control over it whatsoever. I would like to see the tattoo industry do something like that, that mm -hmm. we create that and we do it ourselves. And there could be multiple um, tattoo certifications. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have to be just one thing. This, this monolith mm -hmm. that just controls tattooing. It can be, you know, the, the Eastern school and then the, the California, I don't know, whatever. I mean, every, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. can have yeah. their own shit and make it all up, but there are things that, just like scuba diving are fundamental, right? There's yeah. certain things that you have to do to, to, to do tattoos. And I think most people in the industry that have been in it for a while that mm -hmm. have this, you know, similar background agree that ethics is, is important and, and the history is important to, to preserve the culture of tattooing. I mean, let, let's face it. We, we, we do this because we love it. Right. Right. And, and in doing it, we we love it more and the more we do the more we love it i yeah. i feel like you know i mm -hmm. i'm i'm learning new things about tattooing all the time and and right. it's it's fascinating and I'm, i i still feel the magic in it you know oh yeah and and there's no reason that that we can't take control of this this the 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 lack of any kind of standardization in, in apprenticeships in the industry is an opportunity for us i think right for sure um, and, and I don't mean us, like you and I, I mean, all of us tattooers, yeah, yeah, people yeah. That, that care about this, that love tattooing, we have the opportunity to take control of it and, and, and keep it real and keep it cool and keep it magic, you know, because if we don't, somebody else is going to, I mean, it, it, so many people are involved in it now mm -hmm. that it's different than it was and it's good in some ways and not as good in others. And that's a matter right. of opinion, you know, it's a subjective mm -hmm. thing. Um, but I, I think collectively we could agree on some fundamentals and a basic process and then go yeah. from there, you know? Yeah. You, to, to stay in tattooing long-term, you know, for, yeah. for us yes. over 30 years, you yeah. have to love it because yeah. if you don't, uh, you know, the, the, the few bad customers you, you get, just hate it. <laughs> the hours it'll it'll just wear you the fuck down yeah. and we've all met that tattooer that is a good tattooer but a miserable fuck because they hate yeah. it but they ain't got nothing else going for right. them can't right. do anything else and yeah and that's sad i don't i don't want to see anybody like that you know so I agree. 
Yeah, you're right. I think the the majority of us that are in here in it long term do love it. And and uh, yeah, this thing of ours is special, you know, it is. I want to keep it that way. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And 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 getting young people in that are excited about it yes. and, and educating them the right way about the process, the history, ethics, the culture, the culture yeah. of tattooing. Tattooing is one of those few careers that for, for me, being a tattooer is one of the many things that defines me, you know, an yeah. accountant isn't going to fucking tell you that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, don't they don't, they don't, they're not like, Hey, how you doing? I'm an accountant. Right. Right. You <laughs> know what I mean, but, but tattooing is, is, is like that. It, it, yeah. There's a lifestyle and a culture to it. And, and, uh, and we, we literally wear it on our sleeve 24 hours a day, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. The uniform sure. we can't take off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, bringing new people in will help it evolve and advance, oh, yeah. especially if they're educated in, in, in like that, you know? Yes. Yeah. They, they, we, we need to preserve the, the integrity of tattooing and that's going to yeah. be done with, with ethics and with culture and with history and all the things that, mm -hmm. that we love about tattoo and that we want to share with the next generation and yeah. beyond, you know, yeah. I mean, this, this is, this is a problem that can be solved. And, um, you know, I think that the, the people that do love tattooing, um, understand the, that, that love is a powerful motivator and, and it can really make big changes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that a majority of the people in the business are, are, people that love tattooing and people that care about tattooing and want to protect it. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the threat really hasn't reared its head to the point that everybody's like on guard for it. You know, now right. it's just like people grumbling about it, like, ah, this isn't cool. This isn't, you know, this isn't going in a direction that I like. Well, let's change that. You know, yeah, let's do sure. Okay. Let's figure this fucking problem out. Yeah, man. That's, that's the way Tat to do it. Tattooing is going to continue to evolve. Right. I mean, sure. it's, a, it's alive. It's a, yeah. it's a living thing, like a language and yeah. new words are going to be put into it and words are going to have different meanings and all this stuff. But, um, you know, ta tattooing can evolve and, and we can kind of direct that, I think. And I think, yeah, that's, I don't know how it's going to happen, but, um, you know, we can't even get people to agree on, <laughs> on aftercare. right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, the customers are also the driving force behind sure. how things involved. I mean, in any industry, the, yeah. the market demand, the customers are, are yeah. who's running the show and um, you know, well, part, part of the market demand in tattooing is new people coming into it and yeah. wanting to learn how to tattoo. And I guarantee you, they want to do the right thing. Now sure. there's, there's a portion of them that, that want a, a, um, a shortcut and a, and a magic bullet and all this. And that shit doesn't exist. There's no way, unless you're a, a complete freak that just happens to pick up on it faster than anybody in the history of every, of, of, of tattooing. Um, it takes your whole life to really master tattooing. I mean, yeah. there's every time you do a tattoo, it's a different experience. Every customer's different. Every person's skin is different. Every day is different. And that's, that's one of the things I love about tattooing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thing every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It totally is. So, well, I think that kind of sums it all up. Yeah. We just, we just got to figure out how to make this happen. I don't know how though. <laughs> maybe, maybe some, maybe there's a smart person watching this that can, 
give us some advice. And I would love to hear some feedback from, from people that have, have kind of thought about this problem and maybe have some insight that we don't. Yeah, I hope it's not just us that are thinking about the not future cool. of tattoo education because it's important, you know? It, it, it's not just us. It's yeah. it, it, Now, we might be thinking about it differently than other people. And that's oh, fine. yeah, I'm sure. Um, but every everybody, I think, thinks about it on some level, whether they understand it or not, you know, whether it's right. some guy that's been tattooed for 10 years, it gets a new person in there and it's like, why do you do it like mm -hmm. that? That's how yeah. I was taught. Like, who taught you? And then that they're thinking about it, but not really understanding, you know, from the point of view that we're coming from right now. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. All we'll right. See, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So uh, if 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 anybody watching this likes likes what we're doing, let us know. Give us a comment. Give us some feedback. Give us some criticism. We, we can take it. Whatever. Whatever you got. Give us your best shot. All right. All right, thanks for checking us out. See you next time. That's it for this episode of I Love Tattooing. I sure hope you enjoyed it. Please check out our website, ilovetattooing.com, and leave us a comment or send us a suggestion. If there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss or you want to give us some feedback, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.